Thank you for joining us on Giggle Culture. A homeschool moms podcast laughing our way from surviving to thriving. I'm Willow, hippie homesteading mama for homeschool lifestyle coach, an artist and creative living in the yurt in the woods with my lover who teaches public school and our teens that are left at home. I'm Cassie, Christian homeschool mom of five, married to my best friend. I'm a creative word nerd, financial coach, and adventurer. Grab a cup of something and join us for your giggles. Hey, Cassie, how's it going? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, you know, I was just thinking we had such a great conversation. Of course, you can't put everything in one podcast for sure of ideas, but I just really wanted to touch base and and kind of go back to that limitless learning we were basically talking about last week and maybe some more of the ideas that we have for different spaces in our in our homes or in our life or, you know, just encouraging our kids that way. Was there uh, something that you were thinking uh, differently about another area? No, I love I love that actually. I, in fact, I recently wrote a quote on the wall, and you know you were talking about your whiteboard, and it says, "Never forget to remain a student while you teach others." Ooh, wow! And wow. I just, that applies to so many different areas in my life, but also in the kids' life, especially as they get older. Um, my older ones love to help teach the younger ones things, yeah. <laughs> all kinds of things from how to build something to, you know, where to put your feet when you're climbing up places to make your mom nervous and, you know, <laughs> all kinds of things. Um, but I, I just love that. Never forget to remain a student while you teach others. And I think that that definitely falls in line with the, like the whole idea that there is no limit to what we can learn if we're open to the concept. Man, for sure. And even just the idea that your, your student or your child you know, I, I'd rather call it, uh, you know, our children, but um, just the idea that they're seeing us even learning things right along with them, I think is super inspiring for them. Yeah, I completely agree. That's, I, you know, I, I started working again a little bit and um, it has been a very interesting experience for my kids because they've only seen me on the one side. And so this has been interesting for them to see me on the flip side, me learning from someone else how to do something, how um, how to, you know, compute different things and, and things. So it's been very good for them. And it's also allowed me to show them that I'm still open to learning, even though, you know, I'm a little bit older than they are. <laughs> Yes, right. Like it's a process that never stops. So you might as well really dig in and, and learn something. <laughs> that my my youngest and I, my 15 year old, he uh, we were talking about taking a college course this next um, fall. It's like at a Votech college here. But I've wanted to know how to work on vehicles, which is probably a, another one of those. What? Willow? Vehicles? <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, is like I've always 
had three little boys and they were younger. I'm like, what would we do that would have great memories? And I've always thought, man, someday I want to learn to work on a vehicle and I like the old ones and I want to get one of those old trucks and I want to restore it and like get it running and everything. And so we're talking about actually taking a class this next fall and doing it together so that way he can learn it and I can learn it. We can be just right alongside each other. I'm kind of excited. Oh, that is absolutely amazing. <laughs> like I, I, and I can totally see, um, for everybody listening, you know, you have to picture our, our free spirited willow in Kansas driving in her little old truck with her son. <laughs> like I can picture it in my head, in my head, the truck is blue, by the way. Just yes, it is out. actually. <laughs> You see it good. Very I, good. Do. I see. I mean, I see the whole thing. The truck is totally blue, but I I think that's amazing, and I I love the idea of bringing your child alongside while you're learning, and I think that that can happen even in the younger ages. Um, but I love to see that it's still being cultivated in the older ages as well. Yeah, only our projects are way more expensive, and you know, way more involved. <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> Last week we were talking about the computers and I'm like, yeah, my old laptop is not going to handle computer coding. <laughs> it's just not. So yeah. They're definitely a little more expensive on the projects, but, but they get more engrossed and they stick with them longer when they get older. I'm learning. Yes. So that makes me feel a little bit better about <laughs> the income. <Yes. laughs> For sure. Although I did read a quote the other day and it said um, something about we're not trying to save money. We're trying to uh, create relationships with our children. And I thought, oh, that's really good. That that is really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Island, my oldest, he's 21 and married now company that he has been building up from the ground up. And um the fun thing that he had mentioned recently is actually getting a computer, like all the pieces and building his own. And I'm like, ooh, but you reminded me of that when you're talking about, you know, getting a computer, because there's actually this family uh, that I know um, from a long time ago. And that's one of the things they do when their kids turn like 12 or 13 is they get them all the pieces and then they have to install it all. They have to put it all together. And it's just like this whole big opportunity for them to learn. And but they get a computer out of it. So. Oh, that's amazing. I'm not sure that I'm up for it, but it's totally amazing. <laughs> right? I know. I'm like, I don't even know what that looks like. But yeah. like, I don't know that I would know what pieces to even purchase, but I think that's absolutely fascinating. I could yeah. learn it, though. I could. I could learn it. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, with self-learning, we use a lot of YouTube. Do you guys find that you, uh, when you're wanting to find, figure out something, do you find going to some video space or somewhere like that that is something that you go to very much yet? Yeah. Well, so we're just kind of getting started in that area. My kids have watched YouTube videos, um, but more like when we were learning all about Africa. Uh, they kind of all went off on different parts of Africa that they wanted to learn a lot more about. And there are a lot of really good, uh, like geography and history based YouTube videos yeah. on Africa, which was totally exciting. Um, and also a lot of how to cook different meals. Ooh, yeah. Yes. And my children also learned how to forward those YouTube videos to me. <laughs> so, so nice. Yeah. Hey mom, 
I've been learning about Tanzania. We should eat this. <laughs> That's kind of where our YouTube videos started. Our love of YouTube was from how to eat different foods from different places. And so then we would get on um, after we would get on the YouTube and we would see the video of how to then trying to find the ingredients locally. That's exciting. And then, <laughs> and then we cook it and eat it. So oh, that's too fun. Yeah. I wasn't sure, you know, some families wait until they're a little older and I totally respect that. I just, I wasn't sure exactly where you were at on that, but that's kind of like, especially with my teenagers, they're like, Oh, I want to learn how to do this. And like immediately they're on their YouTube and they're like, okay, Oh, this person says this way, this person says this way. And then they're kind of like comparing and, <laughs> and all of that. So it's a lot of fun to see. Sometimes I say it's, you know, I feel like sometimes we are YouTube schooling or YouTube university or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I like it. You know, we talked about, you know, in the basket, you could be like on the tube, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, your basket. Yes. Going back to last week. That's really good. Yeah, I'm serious. I think you're going to need to write a book about in the basket or something like that. <laughs> Google like culture from the basket. Yeah, that's good. So, all right. So I want to know, and I'm sure everybody else does, but I really just want to know myself, if you could go back and set up a couple different learning spaces for your kids, which ones would you think were kind of the most important or that you kind of got the most out of? Well, you know, that's, that's actually a fun thing to think about because, uh, technically I mean like so we had spaces outside too of course you know I'm yeah. sure you probably do too with all the the property that uh, ha that we have available from living on my parents land uh, we kind of have unlimited space which is really nice uh, for this kind of a of a you know raising of your children but one of the places that obviously must have made an impact was our building space and I remember there was this amazing book and I'll have to look up the, the title of it again. Cause it's been like, since Island was about eight, maybe that I book, but it was about this guy who was a, um, he was like a carpenter and he said, and he was doing it for children. And he said, don't, um, have your children use, you know, baby tools is what he called them or plastic tools. He said, teach them alongside you how to use real tools. And then as they progress in their development, then they can use, you know, more intense tools and more intense tools. And so, uh, you know, I, I thought, man, that's perfect because even my daughter, when she was three, um, she started using a little sewing machine that was like made for little kids. But by the time she was four, she was using a regular sewing machine and designing clothes and hats and all kinds of things. It was super fun. And had I not thought to get let her have the opportunity to use something real, um, you know, it, it would have really stifled her, I think. But now she's designing clothes and she wants to have a clothing line. And she's even got a connection in Pakistan with some ladies that are there that she was thinking about working with, which I think is neat because she's wanting to do something that helps the environment in another country. But Anyway, uh, back to to uh, the best the one of the my favorite places. Um, probably, I think that that must have had some influence because now my sons are all into building, and so what that included was like I basically had unlimited amounts of pallet boards, pallets, lumber, um, and they had to keep all of the nails and the screws in that spot, which was the nice thing about it because. <laughs> 
with everyone being barefoot, it was kind of like, yeah. <laughs> you didn't want them all over the yard, right? <laughs> and so, um, so anyway, they had a whole spot and it was super cute because they would have like, they build little huts. And they would like each have their own hut and then they build one for their sister and they had it kind of wrapped around this little fire pit area. And so they'd have a fire and they'd be like doing bongos and like you know, <laughs> bongos that they made. <laughs> it was super, super fun. I actually have some great pictures from that era that, you know, they even love still because it was such a fun time for them. It was kind of like I gave them a blank canvas and they just whatever their whatever their, you know, imagination could come up with, they could do. So that's, I actually remember seeing the, the building area when, yes, the first time I came out to the year and your older kids were older. They were, you know, in their teenage years, but I remember your youngest had this whole little fort area built but the thing I remember the most is that there was a ladder built. He had built this like yes. ladder using the spare lumber. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. Like of all the things to put together, he had built this ladder and it was totally, he was using it. He was doing all kinds of things with it. It was awesome. Yeah, for sure. Like they, I mean, like literally they did have to build all their own stuff. They built their own chairs, you know, <laughs> their own tables. <laughs> Of course, they were sort of lopsided. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, yeah. it, it it fits in it fits in our world. You know, yeah. we're we're a little bit we're a little bit wonky, but we are <laughs> super useful and lovable. <laughs> yeah. So, what would you say was one of your uh, favorites so far? <sighs> oh, I do, okay. So, I loved the mail station, which I talked about last week, and the other one that I adore is I love, I have kind of, we call it the mud kitchen um, oh, yeah. outside. And I, they have um, muffin tins and spoons and whatever else you can imagine, measuring cups, teaspoons, all kinds of things. But you know what their absolute favorite thing to do? First they get as muddy as humanly possible like often you cannot see anything but eyes and teeth and sometimes even the teeth <laughs> are a little iffy I, I won't lie sometimes I'm like I'm pretty sure you shouldn't eat that <laughs> especially the little ones but then because we live in Florida which is nice but you could totally do this in the summer and other places I give them a bottle of dollar store dish soap Oh, and they go to town. So not only do they get to have all of the fun and things with the getting the messy part, but then they have just as much fun soaping everything up and seeing how big bubbles they can make, you know? And they've learned like how much water and how much bubbles to put in the little sink. And then they use their like um, colander and make these great big tube bubbles come up and all kinds of things. And it has been the neatest space that I, you know, it was one of those things that I was like, oh, if I build this, are they going to use it? Because a lot of times I just, I give them more of a free reign option. And this is definitely, I took, you know, some pallets and I made like an actual little kitchen area and so it was definitely more of a defined space than what I normally do but it is it has become one of our, our favorite spaces 
That's really awesome. That's really awesome. Do you find that that has affected their, uh, like the older ones or anything with things that they're into or? Well, I know that um, they are very open to being able to switch from, it sounds like it's not correlated, but it is. So go with me on a little imagination trail here. (laughs) So like they're very open to be able to switch like with the mud kitchen from dirty to then switching and cleaning and, and equally enjoying both. And that's something that they didn't always, uh, they weren't always able to do. Um, and I think that it's kind of harbored almost like an enjoyment of both sides of it. And, my kids like to see both sides of a lot of different situations. Now, you know, we were studying, um, they got really into the Seminole war because we're here in Florida and with all the different wars and things, but they didn't want, they didn't want to just know it from one side. Wow. That's great. You know, so they, they learned all about it from, the side of the people who were, you know, the frontiersmen. But then they also learned about it from the Seminole Indian side. But then they also learned about it from the Irish immigrants who were coming down and being recruited to fight in the war side. And so I think it's opened up in a lot of different ways, them seeing that both sides of the coin, you know, both sides of the mud kitchen (laughs) can be equally enjoyable. Oh, my what a cool skill. You know, I really didn't know you were going to go that way with it. <laughs> that, is, that is really awesome. I mean, like, what a life application. And here it was just a mud kitchen. You know, we just, we sometimes think so in the box that we think, oh, well, they're just in the mud kitchen. It's not doing much. But oh, my goodness, what you just explained is like massive. Yeah, well, I think oftentimes, you know, we talked about last week, like, play gets overlooked. And People look at something that sometimes children do and they're going, but that's not that big of a deal. They're out there, they're playing, they're, they're riding their bike, but who knows what's happening during that time. They might be processing, you know, we might have Einstein riding his bike. And if you're constantly calling him in to make him sit down and do more, then he's not getting that time to process and and, and, you know, really be able to hone in his learning. And, and I think that also there are so many applications in what children do as children that are going to be life skills later that are overlooked. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that, you know, the E equals MC squared, we might not have ever had if you would have been forced to continue to fill up, like you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my my 15-year-old, um, he uh, actually is working on, well, he's already created design, like a blueprint, but then now he's also even created little miniature 3D versions of it, but he's been working on a cabin that he wants to build, and so he has a cabin that he's wanting to build down by the creek, and he's already got it all scoped out. He's even got it all, you know, created in like these little wood popsicle stick type you know it's very similar to the sizing of what it will be 
And uh, it's just fun to see because, you know, like you said, he, it was probably, you know, all of that, just being able to experiment and do those things when he was younger. But we actually already have pretty much all the lumber for it. There's just a few pieces left and we have all the financing for the roofing that we're going to need for it. So it's kind of almost at this stage for him where he just needs to decide when are we going to do it. Oh, I love, I love that. And I love seeing it through all the way to the end. Not just letting them begin the creative process, but seeing it through all the way to the end. And and I use the lemonade stand as like my example whenever I talk about this. And my kids were determined, determined to save up for a gaming system oh, that we didn't yes. own. And I said, okay but you're going to do it all yourselves. And so they have weeded and they have um, helped people haul rocks and they've moved bricks for a guy and they've done all kinds of things. But then they took a little bit of the money and they made a portable lemonade stand. And then they used that to earn additional money to all go towards the thing. And I, I was thinking to myself the other day, you know, if we um, wouldn't have allowed them, if we would have just said, no, no, you, you're not going to use that. You need to just leave that in the savings bucket. How much experience they would have missed out on because we didn't follow through. Or if we would have said, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll let you build that, but not right now. Not right now. We're not going to do that right now. <laughs> you know, I think I think a lot of times, you know, we were talking about creating an atmosphere for learning. I think a lot of times is we just have to be open. They sometimes create the atmosphere and we just have to not close it off, not shut it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And their patterns are so not our timing a lot of times. Like, I don't know if that's the same with you, but, you know, I'll be maybe in the middle of something and some, you know, like today, one of my oldest or not my oldest, my oldest that's at home still, um, he's 19 and uh, he needed to take care of some phone calls for town, you know, like adult things. And um, so he like comes in and he's like, Hey mom, I really need to do these phone calls, but I kind of like for you to be there in case I need to like know for sure, like some other information and I'm not ready for it. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. And I'm like putting down all of the stuff I'm working on and shoving it to the side. <laughs> You know, when they have an open window and they come to you, you know, I remember thinking, I mean, I remember uh, someone, I don't remember which mentor told me when I was younger, but they said, if you pay attention to their Lego talk or their, you know, crown talk or whatever it is, as if it's like the most important thing for them at that moment, which it is, then they'll come to you later when they have really important things that you want to be a part of, you know, like girlfriend talk or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, <laughs> I just remember thinking, wow, that's really true. Cause we don't want to discredit those little kid things, you know, like to us, we're like, Oh, that's cute. But to them, it's like, this is my world. <laughs> yeah. It is their most important thing. So if we're, if we're waiting to talk to them for the most important thing, then we have to be willing to talk about those most important things to them. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I, I read a quote the other day and it kind of reminded me of this. Um, you know, you were talking about kids um, 
and and now that we're kind of getting some into the teen years with my family, but we still have little ones and you're definitely in the, the teen year section. It says, uh, life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forward. Whoa, and I thought that, say that it, again, whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that again. <laughs> okay. So it says life. And in my mind, you can replace life with homeschooling. So sure. <laughs> homeschooling can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. And I have no idea who said that originally. So my credit gives to whoever that was. That was not a Cassie original by any means. But it makes so much sense. And me hearing the stories of your your teens and your, um, you know, your lived through experiences, it makes what I do be more understood. And that's, that's so it's, it's fun. So that kind of goes back even into the, like the mentorship part of it is, and, you know, we've referenced a lot of people who have had influences in our homeschooling journeys and many of them are homeschool moms. And I think it goes, it goes along with that is it can only be understood backwards, but it has to be lived forwards. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was so good. I had to take a second to write it down. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I'm putting by Cassie, but not from Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I think that's a great place to kind of end for today and we'll see what we come up with for next week. Right. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope that you had a great giggle. <laughs> As always, you can find us and follow us on Instagram at Giggle Culture. We'd love to hear from you where you're at your homeschooling journey, questions, themes you'd love to hear us chat about and more. And if that doesn't work for you, you can also email us at giggleculturePodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>